Hey, I'm Tyler. And I'm Katie. You're listening to Nostalgia, the podcast that's one of the few things that didn't cause a moral panic in the 90s. Ooh, I love a moral panic. Kate, have you ever seen... <laughs> and Butthead. I sure have not. Not even the movie. I not even watch the movie. movie. Wow. Now, but I, I sense a moral panic coming on. And <laughs> my podcast senses are tingling. What your panic senses? What do you know about Beavis and Butthead? I know that they laugh like this. I know that they both constantly look like facially like they're getting a wedgie. Mm. Um, and I know that they have really big foreheads. Okay, so you're kind of familiar with their appearance. And I imagine, based on, like, the moral panic situation, that, like, maybe they were crude, naughty. Okay, yeah, you're, you're pretty much nailing it here. Okay. That's the extent When do of I get your... to go on a rant about moral panics, though? Once Should we I get wait? it, okay. in a few bullet points, we'll be there. Cool. MTV launched as a network in 1981, Okay. Right? It's a cultural phenomenon. Mm-hmm. You listened to that thing on XPN last oh, yeah, year, when, right, when they did, like, the yeah, 20th all... anniversary... 20th. No, the 30th anniversary of MTV? No, the 40th. Oh my god. Okay, you know, 40 years ago. Uh, It was a huge cultural phenomenon. As you know, they primarily showed music videos, they had music news, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. People often complain, there's like the classic complaint for the last several decades, MTV used to just show music and music videos. You know, yes, at the very beginning, but even by the early 90s, they were trying to diversify their programming because you can't live as a network on just one type of thing alone. So in 1991, MTV launched a show called Liquid Television. I've never seen it, but it sounds like I would love it. It was a showcase for young up-and-coming animators. Oh, that's cool. So, like, cool indie animators who would have their stuff touring in these, like, weirdo indie animation festivals. MTV would give them a platform on television. And Liquid Television ran from 1991 to 1995, and every episode just consisted of a bunch of short animated segments by all these different animators, okay? Okay. In the second season of Liquid TV, one of the shorts they ran was called Frog Baseball, and it was written, animated, and voiced by a guy named Mike Judge. I'm going to show you this right now. I want you to, I want you to watch Frog Baseball okay. right now. Turn your attention to the television. Dude, a frog. Frog Baseball! Get him! So this guy named Mike Judge is hand animating all of this. Yep. Every drawing. He has no help. I am sad for this frog. They are torturing animals. It does seem like instantly memeable, like them yelling frog baseball is like something that you could picture somebody yelling, you know what I mean? Like in class. Yeah. And doing this laugh. The animal abuse makes me sad. Mm-hmm. They look like they're getting wedgies, Beavis and Butthead. It's, it... um, I feel like they live in like a, like a funky little sad trailer park where there's nothing to do. Maybe mm-hmm. they need like an after school program or maybe a club <laughs> to get involved in. And it's just the animation is very rudimentary. Like yeah. painfully yeah. so, which I guess is some of its charm. Mike Judge, he was 30 when this happened in 1992. He's a 30 year old. That's great for Mike. He's our age. Yeah. This is what he was doing. Quick background on Mike Judge. I think it's relevant so you can kind of see how he gets to this. Mm -hmm. He's born in Ecuador, moves to Albuquerque, New Mexico when he's seven and grows up there. He studies really smart. He studies physics in college, gets his degree, goes to work in the science field in a couple different jobs, all physics related, right? And engineering type of stuff. And he says, these are all from interviews later. He says he was bored. He like realized, yeah, I don't know. This is like 
Not for me. He was smart enough to do it, I think, but yeah, yeah, it wasn't for him. So he quits science, moves to California, and starts playing bass in a blues band for a okay. while. Makes his living doing sure. that for a little bit. And then one day, by total happenstance, he discovers animation, basically. Like, he had seen it, of course, yeah. but he was at a movie theater going to see a movie. Mm-hmm. And in the lobby, they had a display about animation. And they had, like, animation cells. And he had never uh, thought about how animation yeah, yeah. was made before. He saw these cells, and it completely fascinated him and obsessed him. And then he... That was in, like, 1989. By 1992, he was making his own homemade cartoons. Like, he taught himself how to do it. Obviously not that good of an artist, you know, with how kind of grungy this looks. Mm -hmm. Uh, And is touring his cartoons in these weirdo festivals. MTV goes to these festivals to find shorts for Liquid Television. That's how he gets that short on TV. Okay? Mm. So that's his background. He had another Beavis and Butthead short on Liquid Television later as well. Plus some of his other shorts were on Liquid Television that weren't related to them. One was called Office Space, which later would... Did you ever see the movie Office Space? No. He made that movie. Oh, that's nice for and Mike. And it was a short. The sort of seed of that idea was another weird short. After these two Beavis and Butthead shorts air, MTV orders a full series based on them because it was so popular. Mm. That began airing on March 8th, 1993 and ended on November 28th, 1997 after 200 episodes over seven seasons. They later did an eighth season in 2011 with 22 more episodes. Here's the basic idea. You have these two grungy teenagers, Beavis Mm -hmm. and Butthead. There's a segment in each episode, and the episodes are really short, where they are doing some sort of adventure, like playing frog baseball or going to school or whatever, working at Burger World. And then the other part of the episode is them watching TV, and what they would watch usually would be real music videos that MTV would be airing. And they're just talking over it, making fun of it. So to get a full episode, you only really animate about half of it, because the other half is just looking at the TV and you just hear their voices, which is really Mm. easy to make because he just has to do the voices, and he improvised a lot of that. They also made a movie in 1996, Beavis and Butthead Do America. I love that movie. That will definitely be fodder for this podcast in the future. Mm -hmm. I think it's amazing. Allegedly, there's been a lot of news in the last two or three years, especially with Paramount Plus launching, that there's going to be more Beavis and Butthead, a new season and a new movie possibly, where they are aged to what age they would be now, which would be disturbing. There were also two spinoffs, sort of. Daria is a direct spinoff. I think you're going to really like Daria. Daria is like a smart put-upon girl who goes to school with them, who (laughs) is like their foil. She's like drawn really nicely Uh and like really can't stand them, you know? And then um, King of the Hill is Mike Judge's other big show. Mm -hmm. And that's like not directly a spinoff, but there's a character, a neighbor of theirs who is pretty much Hank Hill. When he made King of the Hill, he kind of turned that character into its own show. Here's the moral panic part I think you'll enjoy. There were some controversies. In 1994, there was a hearing about the negative influence of television on children, and a South Carolina senator named Ernest Hollings, a really old guy, mistakenly referred to the show as a negative example as Buff Coat and Beaver. Excellent. Is what he called it, which became a running joke on this show. In Ohio in 1993, a five-year-old boy set his family's mobile home on fire, killing his baby sister, who was two. The mother later claimed he did it because he watched an episode of Beavis and Butthead where Beavis said fire is fun. It was kind of proven later that they didn't have cable and had that probably wasn't true. She just said that. But in response to that, MTV moved the show to a later time slot. They banned Mm -hmm. Beavis from ever saying fire, which is also a running joke on the show. There are times where he becomes obsessed with fire, but he can't spit it out, um, (laughs) which is kind of grim. But yeah, kind of. In 1994 as well, in New Jersey, an eight month old was killed in the car that was she was in the backseat of in a baby Mm -hmm. seat because an 18 year old guy threw a bowling ball off an overpass onto the car. Mm-hmm. and randomly killed this baby. And um, there's a intersectional uh, faith group 
called Morality and Media, which I don't think is around anymore. It's kind of like, uh, what's the one you always talk focus about? Focus on the family. You always, you've never mentioned on the podcast. In real life, you talk about it all the time. Uh, but Morality and Media blamed Beavis and Butthead for that mm. because there's an episode where, speaking of Mr. Anderson, the guy that they based King of the Hill on, they steal his bowling ball, fill it with firecrackers, and throw it off of a roof into the street. Mm. It, like, blows up, and then he gets arrested for domestic terrorism. Uh, so they blamed it on okay. that. Do I need to talk about moral panics now? Of course. Unleash me. I love a moral panic, but I think it reveals more about the people who are panicking than the actual piece of media. Talk more about that. We just saw Frog Baseball. Yeah. What is your read on that and, you know, young people seeing something like that? Well, I'm not super into animal abuse. I think that's pretty reprehensible. Mm -hmm. But I also think maybe the onus isn't on Beavis and Butthead to raise kids. (laughs) Or Lizzo. Or uh, Cardi B. Cardi B's not raising your kids either. (laughs) Parents raise kids. Yeah. And they maybe want to control what comes in and out of their home media-wise. I think... Your parents didn't have cable. Maybe on purpose. I think the onus might be on the parents. So, I I just think that when when I think about a moral panic, it really reveals more about the people who are panicking. And like, Um, Beavis and Butthead are not intended to be role models. It's very obvious, even from that one short, I think, that he's doing some satire. And also, it's... This is not a kid's show. Correct. It's I, on MTV, and it's like, who's supposed to be watching MTV, I guess? Because kids, of course, were watching. Young people. Of course they were. MTV's for young people, quote. Mm. But that's a huge group. But it's not for that two-year-old. Five-year-old. Is five-year-old. Set the it's fire. not for that five-year-old. That 18-year-old guy who threw the bowling ball, like, personal responsibility. He mm. he chose to do that. But yeah. And again, it's like, what, you, you can't even do satire of people that you don't agree with because you're worried that kids will emulate it yeah i'm with you kate i agree um my experience with this show before we start um i love the movie but i haven't really seen a lot of the show because my parents weren't like here watch beavis and butthead they did actually i know often on this show Good for your parents it seems like on this show i just had total free reign i really didn't you know i didn't get to watch r-rated movies until mm. i was probably too young still but a little older i didn't just have carte blanche like my mom specifically wouldn't let me watch south park mm-hmm. and i don't really beavis and butt had ended in 97 so what was i six yeah. i was kind of young anyway like i wouldn't be seeking it out yeah. but yeah they didn't let me i don't know if i if i discovered it on my own if they would have stopped me but they certainly weren't encouraging me to watch beavis and butthead i saw the movie a little later in my teens sure we did however have the beavis and butthead video game for sega genesis which i was allowed to play and you like fart and burp on people to it to defend yourself and it's really dumb and we had i don't even know what it was we'll find it for a future episode or video we had something on our computer i think it was a demo for a computer game where you played as beavis and butthead and you had to spit it was called hakalugi you had to spit off of a roof on you try to hit people you know below you like the principal and stuff Mm -hmm. my dad thought that was the funniest thing ever so before you say good for my parents for watching what I was intaking. They did let us like play that. I played that with my dad and he liked it more than I did. But I don't have like strong opinions about Mike Judge. I liked King of the Hill a lot. I think we should do that in the future, but like I'm not a big office space guy or idiocracy or that uh, Silicon Valley was his newer show. Mm-hmm. Like I, he has kind of a cult following of fans, but I don't have a strong opinion on him. I just liked the video game. I've always liked the idea of Beavis and Butthead. As you know, I have my Beavis and Butthead Heelys now. You sure do. Because when you're an adult, 
with no kids, that's something that you can own is a pair yeah. of Heelys with Beavis and Butthead on the side. They make, that was the, uh, they make Heelys for That adults. was the month I made you buy a mouth guard to stop grinding your teeth. Because I was like, if you can afford Beavis and Butthead Heelys, <laughs> you can afford that mouth guard yeah. that you keep <laughs> saying that you can't afford. When the dentist was like, you should get a mouth guard. You're having a little bit of grinding issues. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I can swing it. Yeah, you're right. And then I was trying to skate around in my Heelys. Yeah. Anyway. And now you have a Heelys and a mouth guard. Good for you. Which sometimes you need both. Why this might be good. Just right off the bat, I think it has this very iconic 90s vibe to the whole thing. The like low-rent animation, mm -hmm. the music videos, the attitude, the whole thing. And then we're just going to kind of try to figure out, is this biting cultural satire, or are they bad role models who shouldn't have been on TV? Here's what we're going to watch. Season 5, episode 30, Here Comes the Bride's Butt. We're going to watch that whole episode, including the music videos, which are hard to find. They got removed from the DVD releases. And then we're going to watch Season 3, Episodes 16 and 17. It's a two-parter, Citizen Butthead, but we're not going to watch the music videos, so that's... Cardi B's not trying to raise your kids. Check it out, Beavis. A wedding. Whoa! <laughs> um, for what? <laughs> so we gotta go, dumb Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's go against the wall over there. <laughs> no, butt munch. We gotta go to the wedding. And every wedding, there's like this bride chick... And then right after it's over, everyone gets to make out with her. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. All right, so wait, I'm confused, though. Now we're watching the music videos. They're interspersed. Got it. Okay. So it'll go from the story to the video to the story. So it's about half and half, but Got chopped it. up. The problem is these music video jokes are kind of hard, I think, to go back to. Because it seems like it relies on you watching MTV yeah, other it's like times an during the day. Yeah, inside joke. Yeah. Yeah. Because this whole music video is like a black screen with subtitles. And I guess that's what the music video was. And you would know that if you were around watching MTV at that time. And they're confused the way that we are right now. Does he do all the voices? A lot of them. You're that priest's mullet also. <laughs> I also just like how they look like mutants compared yeah, to Yeah, like every everyone other else person. looks pretty normal. <laughs> But I guess that's what, like, teenagerhood feels like, right? Like, yeah. you just feel like a mutant yeah. all the time. All right, so now they're basically doing what we're doing, right? <laughs> they're true. watching the show, and they're making some, what they think are pithy comments. This is pretty it's meta just like us. us. Yeah. Did you ever see this video? No. The Buddy Holly Weezer video. It's like, they've injected themselves into happy days. That does sound like me when I sing the <laughs> Laverne and Shirley theme song. Yeah, Beavis is just badly singing it while watching this video. This music video was included on like the Windows 95 disc to demonstrate how powerful it was at showing videos. So I've seen it like a billion times, not with Beavis and Butthead talking over it, of course. What do you think so far? It's not really holding my attention. All right, hopefully. And it's mostly because I, I don't know. I just, I like don't care. Did you boys have a question? Uh, since you're like the president and in charge of the army and stuff, <laughs> could you like invade some country and set it on fire? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you could like fly over the country in a chopper with a loudspeaker. <laughs> and you could yell, I am the president of the United States, the most powerful nation on earth. And you must bow down and kiss my butt. Yeah. <laughs> the streets will flow with the blood of the non-believers. <laughs> oh, look, President Clinton having a run. President Clinton is at Beavis and Butthead's high school. Can't you just feel like Beavis and Butthead need to start like a film club or a music club? Something. Yeah. Because they just seem like they're at home a lot by themselves. And it might be good for them to get out. Makes a couple new friends, you know? Practice some social skills. Uh, the 90s when you could just smoke in your principal's office. I like Daria's energy, where she was talking to President Clinton. She was like, you promised that you would help every American 
youth get a, a college education? Were you just jerking us around? This would be a good video to like learn to read with. <laughs> Cause like they're saying whoop, and then like it says whoop on the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if, if like the word comes on the screen, and I'm thinking, what does that word say? What does it say? And then all of a sudden the guy says whoop. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Whoop. <laughs> All right, you were uh, you were pretty quiet. Was I was that... kind of underwhelmed, and it wasn't that I was quiet because I was enjoying myself. <laughs> I was just kind of underwhelmed by it. I, I feel like it's been built up as this like I I feel as if this show has been built up as this like shocking thing. Yeah. You know, even when I was young, like I knew like oh I can't watch that. Like, right, it's just so inappropriate. Yeah, um, even as butt in the name. Yeah, and I get it. I get it. I understand the moral panic, but I don't know. I think the moral panic abdicates personal responsibility. Right, but talk more about the quality of Beavis and Butthead. Oh, it was okay. I don't know. It didn't. It didn't wow me. I wasn't. I didn't feel particularly strongly either way. Yeah, I was a little underwhelmed too. As someone who loves the movie mm-hmm. and wants to like Beavis and Butthead maybe more than I do, I guess thinking of watching these. The music videos are kind of a tough sit sometimes because it does seem like they hinge on you having seen those videos before. Yeah. Because they would be videos that were in rotation on MTV in general. And they were even comparing one of the videos to like a different Janet Jackson music video, like which makes no sense. Yeah, it didn't really land. Without us knowing that. So I think that part's very of the moment. I do think in general they're pretty funny. I think the episodes are short enough that they don't grate on you. Although, again, I do love the movie, which is like a full hour and a half movie, oh but God. it I swear the quality of the animation is a little better. It, they do hold the movie pretty well. Anyway, yeah, there's Beavis and Butthead. I was hoping it would be a little more fun for both of us, but I guess it's it just, uh, just not, you know, doesn't hold up perfectly. I don't know. We're also not in that prime demographic anymore. True. Would it be but, funnier if you were 18? Well... That's the, the central question. Like, is it a satire? Are you supposed to be looking at them going like, ha ha ha, these dummies? If you're 14, like them, oh, I, I would know. be. I would definitely be in the ha ha, these dummies if I was like... Well, you would, because you're Daria. Silence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more Beavis and Butthead, or was. Oh, well, I was wishing for more, but it is what it is. Tune in next week. You can give us recommendations for what to watch. Send us a voice message. Click the link in this episode description to do that, wherever you're listening to it. Send us an email, nostalgia.awell.com. Find us on social media, or just go to our website, www.nostalgia.org. Damn it. I go and kill Beavis and Butthead like the Lord told me to, and then MTV goes and just runs it over and over again after that. I tell you what, they got no morals. They got no moral values, and they have an unhealthy preoccupation with the human butt. Beavis and Butthead, a back from the dead Moranathon, all day tomorrow starting at 12.